Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hello and welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward, episode number 42. I'm Beverly Ann and I'm joined by the lovely Hi everyone, it's Chris Tuck here, and I'm sh I'm glad she said lovely because that's a nice compliment. Of course, I don't and always get called lovely, Beverly. That's all. <laughs> well, you do for me. So this episode is all about stepping back, and we've been talking about the, this, Chris, haven't we? And what does that mean to you? Yeah, so stepping back, pulling back, um, taking stock, whatever resonates with our listeners. But we decided to talk about this because on our journey of recovery from trauma and multiple incidences of trauma over long periods of time, we've talked about in the past about putting a mask on, turning up in the world and, you know, trying to deliver, trying to not be vulnerable, trying to just show the world that we've got our SHIT together. I didn't swear, I spelt it. We've got our stuff together and, you know, life is just one, one long sort of like jolly holiday. And any survivor of childhood abuse, domestic violence knows that's just not true. That might be what we are depicting, what we're sending out. And it's a way of keeping ourselves safe, but it's just not the reality of the situation. And we spoke about this, Bev, didn't we, about, you know, the podcasts and some of them have been quite intense, quite in depth. And um, we've really bared our souls in some of them. And we probably wasn't quite ready to do that, but we did it anyway, because we want this to be um, a learning experience for all of our listeners and whatever they want to take from our lived experiences, they can um, to use in their own lives to make a positive change um, but the ups and downs of that is or the reality of that is that we often have to have that processing time in between podcasts but we don't get that all the time because of our ongoing work and we both said last week didn't we that we both need to pull back a little bit um, and sometimes we feel like we're not giving a hundred percent or giving out all to everybody and you said to me last week that oh I really do need to um put on a face-to-face uh, peer-to-peer support group and I'm like <laughs> why why um don't you think we do enough for free and enough for people that you know are in our circle to learn from us just by doing the podcasts and you went, what did you say? <laughs> what did I say? What did you say? You I hadn't said, thought of it. Yeah, you hadn't thought of it like mm. that. And yeah. actually, yeah, you agreed with me. Because all of that would have done would put extra added pressure on you to find a venue, pay for the venue long term, then put out your services to victim and survivors in your local area, and then turn up each week and do your doings and you're exhausted I'm exhausted so 
you know, we just want to share the reality of the work that we do, the lives that we live, because we're still dealing with all of our stuff on a day to day basis. Even if it ain't at a high level, it's always bubbling along at a lower level. And that's the reality of the situation. Absolutely. And the good thing about talking about this with us as well as podcasters, as broadcasters, you know, we speak. This is also resonates with people in their own life. And you're quite right, because I used to host a, a face to face group um, and I loved doing it. I was just thinking, oh, I'm missing out. And I love being face to face with people. But actually, this po podcast reaches more people loads of people yeah and the other thing is what do we do behind the scenes because we <laughs> <laughs> lots <laughs> so yes we do the podcast and we're very careful of how much we share because also we we are aware of listeners we do share with authenticity we do make sure that we look after each other and support each other but then there's other things so you know this won't go out for uh, another couple of weeks this podcast however we went to we we're invited to channel four and we went to that wonderful um q a after the documentary and that was in addition to what we do with our own lives and whilst it was fantastic to be there it was another scenario where we're in that field of um, abuse. And this is the same as anyone listening who's a survivor, victim, thriver, however you want to call yourself. You know, when you start talking about it and getting support and you start your recovery journey, you want to tell the world, you want to share your message with the world, but it's important to be able to recognize when you need to step back too. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we've been silenced for so long that when we do find our voice, we want to use it in any way, shape or form that we can. And as adults who want to be empowered, who want to make changes, we do press ahead with that. And I'm guilty of this myself, and I'm sure you are. You, you want to use your voice and lived experiences in any way, shape or form, as I've just said, but you don't realise the toll that it does take. And I remember um, probably the fifth year into the seven years that I worked at the inquiry, um, and I was also going through the criminal justice system, uh, there was a lot coming up. So one of the therapists that I worked with actually said to me, it's like you're a brain surgeon doing an operation, but the person you're operating on is yourself. So you're going undergoing brain surgery whilst doing the surgery. So he said, no wonder you are feeling like you are. Um, I understand you, you're, you're, you feel empowered doing the work that you're doing. And I understand that it's your purpose and all of that. But what toll is it going to take? And I did think about that seriously. And when I went to the GP, the GP said to me, you need to give up that line of work. And I'm just like, what? No, that is just just not an option. And he said, well, you won't get better until you've had stepped away from that work. Um, and 
I believe he was right, but it was just not something that I could personally do. So the only way I could manage both and keep myself on an even keel was to step back from some of it, but not all of it and keep my hand in um, while still going through the therapy, while still going through the criminal justice system, whilst, 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 whilst. Um, and not everybody is in that um, position to be able to do that. And I wasn't always in a position to do that. I had to step right back at one stage, but then came back into it because I felt personally for me, and I don't know whether you agree, that to give up this work now, it, it's not an option. It, it just say. isn't. <laughs> um, That's what so, went through my mind. and I yeah, can feel it. It's not an option. It's, not, it's just not an option. It's just a case of recognizing when you overgive to step back and then reanalyze and sort of like go right okay well I'm doing that and I'm doing that that's enough for the yes. moment yes and that's important but this is when that word self-care comes in you and because self-care Beverly I know but it's so important okay, because yeah. you know and we're sharing this because you know, not not long ago, somebody said, oh, it's all right for you. You've recovered. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm really proud of how far I've come. Yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that I don't have the same experiences as other people like you, Chris, like me. We still get triggers. Yeah. We still have an impact. Um, and everybody does wherever they are. The difference is it's learning. It's like, OK, I'm now going to shut shut my computer I'm now going to turn my phone off I actually want to watch a film that is funny I yeah. don't want to watch anything serious I don't want to yeah. watch the news I don't want a tearful I want something funny and it's yeah. important that we do that because also it's not just the work when you're speaking up whether it be within your own family circle whether it be in your friends or whether it be publicly like we do you're going to get people that don't appreciate it yeah for a variety of reasons I'll let you explain yeah so you get the keyboard warriors who you've obviously touched on something that that makes them feel uncomfortable and for me if I'm really honest they don't worry me so much not like mm -hmm. they used to years ago. And it was something you, um, we met Jess Phillips MP and I've been looking her up a lot more. And um, it was a question you asked Sarah Champion about how do you cope with that in a previous episode? And we didn't actually get the chance to hear her response. So it's something I've been really looking into. And it made me realise that, to be honest, those people I don't know, they don't really hurt me. Yeah. And I, I can detach myself and can see like, oh, you're, you're not in a comfortable place. The hardest part is when they're people that you care about, when they mm -hmm. make comments, because obviously you're touching on people's space um, in their own minds. Um, we are talking about honest things and they don't always want to hear it. And yeah, that I, I personally find that that's the hardest one the hardest challenge is is to separate from it. Yes, I know with my head, oh, that's where they are, but it's like, 
no, I wanted you to be proud of me. Yeah, yeah. I um, And I've said this before. When there's people that I admire and they're so much further on in their journey or my perception is they're doing so well, I want to be like them. I want to be doing what they're doing. Mm. And it's human nature to have a little bit of jealousy, yeah, to feel that jealousy. And I've had to really check that in myself over the years. And I've had to say to myself, no, be happy for them. They've worked really hard to get where they are. They are doing really good things. And there's always room for another voice. Don't be jealous. Find out how they did it. Find out if you can emulate that and crack on with your own journey and with your own work. Because, again, I, I often get uh, someone say, oh, I, I, I want to do what you're doing. Mm. How, how do you do that? And, again, I don't mind explaining how mm. I've done it, but it's not an overnight thing. I, no. I think some people, like, they come across you and they see what you're doing. They want to do exactly the same, and they just think that it you, it's an overnight thing. <laughs> Success, whatever that word means and um when they see that you're getting paid for something that you're doing as well um which rightly everyone should be paid for their time yeah. their energy their expertise yeah um, absolutely then they they there's some jealousy that way and sometimes it can come out as an angry burst at you or a bit of nastiness towards you, or, or whatever, however it shows up. And it really is, it's not nice to receive that, especially as we are survivors. We have got all of that professional experience and expertise. I'm not saying we haven't, but to the core, we've still got gone through really horrible stuff. And we've had to journey through that, often paying for all of that ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've had to crack on and just get on with our lives. And we haven't got everything nailed down and sorted out. <laughs> We're still humans. We're still evolving. And I think that we all need to be a bit more understanding and kind towards each other. And I've had also some people say to me, well, you blocked me. Why are you not? Why are you not speaking to me? Why, why are you not discussing um, whatever it is that mm. needs to be discussed? Because some people just will not have a discussion. They will just take anything you say or write and use it for their own cause or their own purpose. And it doesn't actually solve anything or sort anything out. It doesn't put anything to bed. It just escalates stuff. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Bev, but I don't have the energy for that. I have the energy to turn up in my life, help you spread our message, shine a light on this CSA, CSE, its impact and how you can recover in all these different ways, um, whatever suits that person. That's what I've got energy for. I don't have energy to argue with people about things that are just not important anymore. It might be important to them, but it's not yeah. important to me. The positive on this, and I can't help but do that because, you know, that's how we've got where we are. We accept yeah. there's the darkness. And then the next, next, next step is, well, where's the 
the light, as they say, yeah. you know, what's the way forward is when you know, I personally feel initially hurt, I recognise that's the young girl in me. Yes. That's the young girl like, oh, I didn't like that. Oh, I don't, you know. And then, <laughs> then the other side comes up and it's like, well, you know what? I love a great discussion and I'll, I'll happily discuss things with yeah. people. I'll happily sit there and hear people. We heard that gentleman speak, the other, you know, when we were talking about that from um, the other week. And some things don't feel comfortable and I'll happily do that. But when it becomes insulting, I know my boundaries. These are my boundaries. I look after myself. Thank you very much. I'm stepping back from you. <laughs> and, and that's and okay to do. Yeah, it's a good lesson in life, isn't it? No matter if it's online, if it's within your personal circle, whether it's in your family circle, it's like, these are my boundaries and I've put them in place because I respect myself and I'm not going to tolerate any kind of abuse because I've been through that. I've done that, got the T-shirt. I don't want it anymore. But if you're going to come to me with um, something that I can help you with, have a conversation on, even if we don't agree, me and you don't agree on everything. No. You know, um, but we can still accept that you've got an opinion, I've got an opinion. and neither one of us are right or wrong it's just it's who we are it's based on what we've um, grown up with what we've seen with our own eyes what we've heard with our own ears um but we're not always right we're really? just not <laughs> <laughs> but what i'm saying is that it's just yeah. important if we're going to evolve and grow as human beings yes there has to be your boundaries you put in place to protect yourself and disrespect and someone coming along and undervaluing you and having a go at you and just basically saying, you, you know, you're not worthy. Your boundaries, you put them in place mm. to stop all of that because that's where the growth is. That is us healing from what we've gone through as a child, as an adolescent, you know. Um, and if you're going to go on accepting all of that, then in my opinion, you've not really evolved or grown. Yeah. And if you are partaking in that as well, that's why I've gone silent on some conversations because if you're partaking in that, you're fueling it and you've got to be the bigger person sometimes and just go, you know what? No, I'm going to cut this off at its legs. I'm going to chop it off at its roots. And I'm really sorry that you are not getting your needs met, but my needs are being met. And that is what's important to me. And that should be what is important for that person as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you said that so well that I wanted to add to it, but there's no, nothing to actually add to that specifically because, you know, at the end of the day, it is about being able to look after yourself and what you're going to accept. So. So thinking about this for anybody else listening, what would you say is your best part of self-care when you, when, you, when you think about stepping back or pulling back? Um, for me, it's, it is a difficult thing to do, but it almost, it's my physical health 
and my mental health. And you were talking about this to Wendy <laughs> during the um, online summit when I was listening to you. Um, for me, it, it literally is checking in with my myself, checking in with my body and listening to what my physical body is telling my brain. Because yes. Wendy was saying that she doesn't feel connected a brain to her body she lives a lot in her head and now I think over the time that I've known you which is quite a few years now um actually physically mentally checking in with my body and listening to it and paying attention to it and then drawing back and this is a daily activity for me that mm. I have to do literally and as Wendy said yesterday it's exhausting it's exhausting work checking in with yourself and doing what you need to do but I think it's the only way you can carry on doing this kind of work having these kind of conversations and maintaining your mental and your physical health absolutely so you've got to practice and you were saying that you've got to do it when you're in a good state rather than when you're in a crisis state because it ain't going to work so the thing is when we do it just in crisis all we're doing is fighting fire. Yeah. Whereas when we do it, when we're in a good place, what we're helping is to find balance. So we're not going on that roller coaster. Now I remember those days of a roller coaster, and it's okay occasionally, but when it's constant, it's not. It, it's you're fighting the whole time, and and the energy that that takes, it's yeah. it's debilitating in the end, and and you do crash. Let's yeah. be honest literally so, crash yeah and um I was just thinking then as well about a, a conversation and it's gone out of my head because <laughs> I, I was listening and then, then thinking right uh, why you get that conversation back in your head I would just want to bring some reality to the situation when we spoke about two nights ago you said I really have had it today and I personally I could see it in your face yeah. I could see it in your posture and I can see that in myself as well. So I think to everybody out there, you've got to be um, really honest with yourself and know how you hold yourself, know where your, uh, your heaviness is. Mm. And if you find accumulatively that you're getting heavier, not as in weight and size, <laughs> but your tension in your neck, your shoulders, your hips, wherever you carry your lower back, wherever you carry your tenseness, your tightness, when that feels heavy, listen to it oh, and try absolutely. and take some of those boulders out of that rucksack like carrying. Uh, how you're going to do that, I don't know. It all depends how you do ground yourself and mm. what is in your self-care toolkit that Beverly talks about all of the time and I do and can I just say that toolkit I've added in cold water therapy and I cannot believe I'm saying that I know and it's even like today we're, we're recording this and then I've got a Q&A session afterwards so when I finish I am actually going to get my costume and I'm going to go down to the beach and I'm going to go in that sea and that really really helps me absolutely let go I'm not surprised she freezes every hair on her body off in that cold sea 
but it, for me it is it about that letting go yeah. and it's and it does completely do it in such a way that and I'm saying that you can hear it in my voice if you'd said this a year ago I'd have said no way if you'd said it six months ago I'd say no way but after doing the challenge in March and doing it for every day in March what a difference so yeah that's what I'll be doing in my self-care Anything else that you want to add, Chris? Yeah, I do. I want to just put myself in someone else's shoes for a moment. Um, And I probably have been here myself. So when someone is coming at you and you're not answering a specific question that they're asking because you can't, because it's not aimed at you, it's aimed at someone else, but they want the answer from you and you can't give it because you don't know the answer or whatever you say is not going to be accepted. And we're saying for us, step back, block, whatever you need to do to keep your own self safe. But what message in a nice way and in a productive way can we give to the other person that's literally knocking on the door? And I've been in that place where, for an example, I'm knocking at an institution's door. I have a specific question. I keep asking the same question of that institution. That institution is not giving me the answer I want. Yeah. And that has happened. I have done that. Mm. Yeah. It is literally like you're banging yourself up against a brick wall. And all it does for you is make you angry, angrier and angrier. And it's as if you're feeling you're being silenced all over again and that you don't matter. You don't care. You, you, they don't care. Yeah. That's what it makes you feel like. Mm. So what I want, the message I want to send out is that I don't want to cause anyone to feel like that because it's horrible. Mm. However, you can't keep knocking at that same door in the same way and expect a different response because it's just not going to happen. So the way that I had to deal with that situation for me was to go, I'm never going to get that answer. It's the same as like asking your abuser, why did they abuse you? You're never just going to, you're never going to get a straight answer or the answer that you, that you expect. Um, you have to step back and you have to just go, right. Okay. How am I going to deal with this? And for me in therapy, it was literally, okay, I know my truth. That conversation's not happening because it's a one-way conversation. And I'm the one that's left behind with all of the anger. And that anger is only hurting me, it ain't hurting them. Yes. It's hurting me. So in therapy, I had to acknowledge that. And sometimes you, you say it's about forgiveness, forgiveness of self, but I, I, I can't do that word. No. So it's for me, it's about letting go, stepping back. Um, and we've touched upon this before. Um, so I had to sort of like just go, right, okay, journal, <laughs> write down exactly my thoughts about that institution, that person, what it was doing to me, why it was doing that to me, and just go, right, okay, this is the answer I would have liked. This is how that answer would have made me feel. So I'm going to pretend for my own sanity mm. and to dial down my emotions 
and my hormones, because obviously there's a hormonal response to feelings, thoughts and emotions, to dial all, that, all of that down, I'm just going to pretend that I've got my answer because I've written it, I've got it, I've mm. got it back. So, for example, um, uh, I abused you because, and then their answers, but it was my answers, what I yeah. wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blur. And then just take that and then use that as, it's almost like lying to yourself, but not. What it's trying to do is address how you're feeling and thinking. See, uh, when you said lying to yourself, I would, the other way, I was thinking, actually, no, I'd it's say. Acknowledging. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. acknowledging what your self or younger self wants to wants an answer to so you've acknowledged that question you've listened to them and then you've responded in the only way that you have that option at that time so I'm not saying it's lying it's saying actually that's the answer that you wanted and now you've given that oh okay now I can go I can move forward yeah and again I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody but it just worked for me and in therapy I visualized my little self and what she was going through and what she was feeling because that ultimately is yeah what you're doing um and then me as the adult self I would turn up and go right he did this to you she did that to you it wasn't right it it, and now I'm going to tell you you've got nothing so whatever the message is that you need to hear you need to deliver to your little self, yes. turn up as the adult you and do the work, whatever the work is. Yes, absolutely. And that sounds so simple, but sometimes that's the bit that we struggle with at the moment because we don't know how to listen to ourselves. We listen to everybody else and when we expect to be heard by everyone else. But the one thing I do say is until we can listen to ourselves and respond to ourselves, how do we know? how to accept that from other people we don't so it it does come back to ourselves it comes back to the pulling back it comes back to the acknowledging it's not always easy you know we see it in each other at different times we respect that we see it in other people we want to help other people but we can't we can't do that if they're not in that place we can only do what we're doing and and inspire them for when they're ready and, and anger I, sorry yes. I'm gonna just just finish off with saying anger is an emotion that I found really hard to voice yeah um, was, I realized that was one of the hardest emotions to show anger because it it's that fear what's going to happen but and it's not only that Beverly society doesn't like you showing anger no no but but it's also what what would happen to me how you know what will happen to me and what will happen to that person that I've shared my anger whereas I've actually learned to share in anger sometimes how I feel and that is still hard I'm not saying that that's easy that's one of my yeah probably the most challenging ones that means being vulnerable exactly but I think there's so many people out there especially you know when we used to go um with voice in CSA nationwide we used to turn up to a town um and we used to put on like an event where people could come and speak their truth yeah and share um and build that survivor community we always heard how angry 
people mm. were, the victim survivors, the individuals that turned up were, um, and how it then impacted their life. But the thread of all of those shared experiences was we were never allowed to show our anger. Mm. One, because society doesn't like it, but two, if you showed your anger, you were showing disrespect, so you'd get further punishment. So whatever you were feeling, the, the emotion of anger, mm. all we did, we learned to push it down even more. And then when we come to being adults, we either explode, so someone might be violent against someone else and end up in prison for it. Mm. Again, I don't condone it, but I can understand it. Or we implode, and we've talked about this before, we always say we talked about this before because the conversations <laughs> always cross over. Um, you implode and you cause yourself some kind of self-harm. Mm. Um, and because that's the way you deal with it or learn to deal with it because you're not allowed or haven't been allowed to express that anger. Yeah. And we should all be allowed to express that anger. We should be allowing our children, our, you know, our toddlers, our young people to safely express their anger mm. and then have conversations about it yeah you know that's what we should all be doing but we haven't been doing it um yeah. and but we're learning about it now absolutely so I'm looking at the time because you know me for time because <laughs> I've always got that clock there so I just want to say that uh, you know that pulling back that that pulling back taking stock self-care is really vital for everyone but also it's really vital that we do that and that was the important message we wanted to share today in this that we don't just walk up and and that's it that we actually put a lot of effort and time in making sure that we show up so we do need to pull back at times and look after ourselves so you know what I'm doing later on after this podcast and the other session I've got what are you going to do for yourself this evening Chris um I'm working um teaching two classes so I've got my walk fit class but that's you know where you put headphones on it's like silent disco so we walk all around the local countryside for a good 45 minutes an hour listening to good tunes and just being in a group of ladies so I'm doing that and then I'm teaching pilates and I've got, because it's Wimbledon week, so this podcast will probably, you know, be after that, mm. but it's Wimbledon time. We're going to be doing a lot of balance work with some tennis balls and prickle balls. So I'm really um, looking forward to that because that's Whoa. how I, I de-stress by teaching. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah. That's what I like doing. And I actually have a prickle ball. I'm looking under my desk because it's right here. <laughs> I have a prickle ball here and I love Good. rubbing my foot on it. So you've just reminded me. So I'm actually using that as right now but as we say goodbye. So don't forget to have some nice relaxing time afterwards before you go oh, to I will. bed. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And thank you very much. And so it's time to say goodbye, Chris. Any last think- thoughts before we go? I thought we might nick um, a comedian's, uh, the the duo. I don't know what their names are. I was trying to think of them. And it's a goodbye from him and a goodbye oh. from me. Who was that? The two Ronnies. Two Ronnies. <laughs> two Maybe Ronnies. we'll carry on the two Ronnies legacy. <laughs> so it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's a goodbye from you.
Yeah, whatever. We'll have to look up the saying and need yeah. that saying. I think that might be a good thing, fun thing yeah. to do. That word. All right then, everyone. Take care till next time and we will see you all soon. Bye, Bye for then. now. Bye-bye. Thank you.